cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Renegade Report. I'm Jonathan. And Ramon is present as always. This podcast would be nothing without me, by the way. So, of course, I have to be present. <laughs> well, it would be 50% less without you. Which is opposite of our taxes, I'm afraid to say, because they're increasing. Yes, apparently, and, and if you're rich, which you won't be because people will just leave the country. Well, just white people, really, are going to pay more tax because apparently they, I thought they were the rich ones. That's the narrative. Only only they can, yes, only they would pay the tax because they're the only ones who make money. Mm. It's an interesting, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, so if you uh, saw a good, uh, good comment that was, uh, was made one by one of our former guests on, on, uh, on Facebook, uh, government's view of the economy can be subbed up in a few short phrases. If it moves, tax it. If it keeps moving, regulate it. And if it stops moving, subsidize it. And that's Ronald Reagan for you who, and that's the reason why he's got the reputation he does. Um, and by the time you hear the show, there used to be a guy called Milo. Um, now he no longer exists. Yeah. So apparently he, he said something positive about pedophiles or pedophilia. I don't think it's quite correct. I mean, I, I listened to that podcast where he's been slammed for now. I listened to it a year ago or whenever it came out mm. and nothing shook me to the core. Then again, nothing shocks me to the core. I'm so jaded and cynical and my heart is filled with oil. Yeah, well, it, no, it, it's really. an interesting thing because it's first it's words over actions, and then actually the actions in his case are that he was probably sexually assaulted as a child. Yeah, and he says it's not the worst thing that ever happened to him, which is cool in a way if he takes it that way. Um, well, yeah, he's been Milo's been triggered by Republican snowflakes this time, <laughs> and they've done a bloody good job of it. So let's see where it goes. I think I think he will become he has become fairly irrelevant. Recently, uh, I think this will just he'll carry on in the coffin, but he'll carry he'll on. He'll be around, but not not, he's a, just not, not of any note. He's not as interesting as as I thought he w- would be at the time. I just find if everything's a joke, why should we take him seriously? You know what I mean? Everything he says is a joke. Well, everything he says is designed to provoke. There's nothing of uh, greater substance than that. And if you if you dig into those jokes, so to speak, then he goes, well, I didn't really mean that. What I mean is, and there's a, yeah, there's a further kind of I'm a caveat and I'm explanation. I'm a provocateur and a gay conservative British Jew. So I can say anything I want. It's Yeah, it gets a bit old after 18 months. <laughs> right, Ramon, do you want to uh, introduce our guest on the show this week? Absolutely. So our guest this week is Ali Shakur. Uh, at Vibe High on Twitter. So, lots of South African fans, actually. Absolutely so. So he's part of the Hotep movement, uh, which is, which is something we're going to get into. And there's quite a few of them in South Africa too. I follow a few, uh, local accounts with Hotep in their Twitter handle. So the movement is growing, but we need to find out what exactly it's about. So, uh, Ali, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, no problem, man. Hotep Jesus on Twitter, Hotep Jesus on the net. You can find me, um, hotepnation.com. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to link all of that in the show notes once it's released. So, I mean, what do I call you? Do I call you Ali or Hotep Jesus? I quite like Hotep Jesus. You call me whatever you like. <laughs> all right. It's Hotep Jesus for now then. Right. I so, like I mean, so, so I did a bit of research on, on Hotep and basically it just, it basically means someone who's at peace with themselves. Is that broadly right. correct? Broadly, that's correct, yeah. All right. Now, what is the 
the the yeah the philosophy behind being a hot tip and, and how does it contrast with it's, other philosophies i mean at the very core it is independence but it's you know i always like to say question everything believe nothing because uh people tend to believe everything that's spoon fed to them and they do no independent thinking and the only way one can embark upon independent thinking is to begin to question things um so we question everything and that and that kind of separates us from the group right there because majority of people don't think they depend on others to think for them um but it's uh self uh accountability and responsibility uh, it's, 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 it's the no excuses attitude. You know, there's no excuses. Like if you want something, just get it done. You were afforded everything we could have. You got Yoda sitting behind you. You should never complain about anything in life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's so easy to make things happen for yourself with the te- technology we have available to us. It, it seems to be quite a, th- those values that you said about self-reliance and, and about learning, uh, it seems quite American in a, in a classical sense. Was it, was the movement, does the movement originate in, in America? Uh, what do you mean? Well, the, the, the self-reliance and the, and the principles of being hot tip, uh, are they American values as well? Or rather, should well, they be American values? Or is it I, somewhere from somewhere else? When you're talking about the movement that we started, that started here in the United States. But this philosophy has existed, um, you know, since the first ancient mystery schools of in Africa, in Nubia, you know? So this is, you know, even the Greeks carried this philosophy with them. Um, so this isn't something that we created. It's just something that we believe because it works. So how do you contrast that with, with other groups that are ostensibly black so, so like black lives matter and those kind of groups i mean are you are you friendly with them or are they your enemies in some way well if we look at history we saw what marcus garvey went through when he came here and if you look at the work of marcus garvey who is a pan-africanist um he came to america and he said the kkk wasn't his problem um, the white man wasn't his problem. He said his problem was actually the other Negroes here in America. Um, they were found to be less educated. Um, they were found to be manipulative. Um, and, and basically what he was saying was they um, use the problems to kind of control people. And that's kind of like what you see with Black Lives Matter, where they keep waving problems in front of your face and 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 they basically get paid to talk. So they take your money. They're almost like pastors, you know, like like these fake pastors like Joel Osteen. <laughs> yeah, we know him. Yeah. So the people who, you know, get up there and, and they're, you know, we call them race baiters. Um, but, yeah, they're 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 race traitors, actually, uh, because they only seek to elevate themselves and not the entire community. Yeah, so that would be uh, the Jesse Jackson types. Um, I think I'm too young to know about Jesse Jackson and, okay. and and what he's what he's afforded black people. What what I hear is that 
you know, he would be the Al Sharpton type. You know, I would say Al Sharpton is is definitely in line. I I follow what he does, and he's a race pimp. Uh, Jesse Jackson is an alleged race pimp. Uh, I'm going to stay agnostic on that one, though. All right, and we've got a you know there are some similarities we think uh, between a lot of the race baiting that happens in South Africa. We've obviously got uh, quite a history and a background, uh, but. Uh, we think there are quite a lot of similarities with what happens in the U.S. in terms of collectivizing groups um, and then doing this us versus them type of uh, type of scenario. Um, is uh, you guys fundamentally against the sort of collective? Because uh, already I'm hearing almost a type of you stand as a group separate to what people would classify you in the sort of general African-American community. Well, the African community actually segmented us. They pushed us out uh, right around the time of the Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin when we were saying, well, hey, guys, this stuff isn't new. It's been happening. The media is using this to manipulate you to get clicks and to uh, drive Hillary into the White House, which failed. Um, But you're being manipulated by people. And when we pointed that out and we pointed out solutions, you know, they – branded us with derogatory terms yeah all right so so give us some idea of um your perspective because i i assume you know in in the general news media we're not seeing uh, your perspective uh, if we talk about things like trayvon martin uh and 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 these these types of cases and you're saying this has been going on a long time so give us an idea of what's been going on a long time um the way you think it's reported incorrectly and 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 what the possible solutions might be Well, if we look back at the Rodney King case, you know, we had the Rodney King trial uh, where Rodney King was beaten by police. Yeah. Um, You know, so, I mean, people being shot, you know, it's just that these new kids um, are are seeing it for themselves of what it's like to deal with racist cops. Um, Racist cops exist um, everywhere. (laughs) You know, Um, the thing is. There's way to ways to mitigate this risk. Right. So if there's racist cops in your neighborhood, wouldn't it behoove you to elevate your economic status to control the politics within your region and therefore control the police? So there should be black police for black people. And then you don't have that problem. Now you're just going to deal with an asshole, which you'll find when you change colors. Really, it's not going to make a difference. Once you give somebody a gun and authority, they're going to abuse it most times. Um, but yeah. So, so I mean, what is what? It, what I find interesting is that the, you, you and and people on the left or the Black Lives Matter types, you, you see the same problem. Their solution is more government intervention somehow, or or a type of social engineering, and yours is more on self improvement to effect a positive outcome. And I think that is the that is the difference between the two of you. Well, we look at things objectively and they look at things subjectively. That's the bottom line. If you if you ask me what I think of all this mess, I think it I'd say it'd be inevitable. You you take um, a sample from a random pond and throw it in a petri dish and, and watch that thing change over time. You're going to see things devour each other. You're going to see things help nourish each other. Right. Yeah. We're just organisms in a petri dish, us humans. So there's going to be conflict. The question is, when does the consciousness rise high, high enough so that we don't act like puny organisms? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. my thing is, 
if 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 you're in the know and you call yourself conscious or so-called woke, you would you would start looking at things objectively. Right. And say, well, if I know all of this, well, here's the here's my biggest gripe with these people on the left. They say we have black girl magic. We have melanin power, melanin, melanin, melanin. And and, and all this, you know, he was Kangs. And it's like, so if you're so great, why are you complaining? If you're so great, why do you allow the people you call racist to control the territory you live in? It is fully within your capabilities to remove them. And I don't mean to do this violently. If you are so great, you'd be able to tactfully and politically remove them from your region. But you can't. Why? Because you're distracted by the nonsense that happens in the media that enrages you. So instead of you building up your community on Saturdays, guess what you're doing? You're marching in the streets, wasting time, dirtying up somebody else's community. Not only that, you're bringing economic uh, profitability to these regions when you show up by the thousands and these shops that you shop at, they're not black owned. So you're just giving money back to somebody else and not your community. It is recycled trash over and over again. Yeah. And unfortunately the problems are, are quite superficial, right? So like the Oscars so white type of meme goes around that, you know, the Oscars are not representative of, of the black community or that they are racist because there's not enough black actors being nominated. Like this is somehow an issue that, when, when that there's like so, a, so, so, so before we even get to the issue, that's not the issue. The issue is how you perceive these awards. See these blacks look at these awards like they're great and they're golden, right? But who creates these awards? It's not them. They don't own the awards, do they? No, no, no. they don't. The, the so-called who they call oppressor owns these awards. So what they're saying is, oh, please, oppressor, please give me an award. Oh, massa, please give me an award because your opinion is the only opinion that matters. That's what they're saying because they don't show up to their own black awards. Beyonce doesn't show up to the black awards, but she'll go to the so-called white awards. Right. And 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 perform for them. She'll go to the country awards and perform for them. But she won't even do her own awards. But yet we're like, oh, Beyonce and this wonderful performance at the Grammys. Why? Because it's theirs. And that's the thing that's wrong with black people. It's not the white people. It's how they perceive white people. Black people uphold white supremacy by their own mentality. Sure. I mean, I think that'll get you a lot of hate in, in our country if you said that. I must be honest. I mean, I, I sort of understand what you're saying. and I. Why? Why? Why would it get me hate? Well, because uh, in South Africa, there's a history of white supremacy through, through false legislation that ended 22 right. years ago. Right. And the, the government that we have is a very uh, redistributive government and, and they, they thrive on victimhood or making citizens victims. And now the big problem we face in this country, according to the government, is something called white monopoly capital. So basically, there's this you know, Illuminati of white people right at the top that control the economy when obviously the stats show otherwise. Um, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Who has the larger population in South Africa? Black people or white people? Well, black people. Okay. By, by so some distance. Are, by, by a good distance, right? So, so I look at South Africans, black South Africans, as 
double pitiful the black Af- the black Americans because we're the minority here. We're only like 14, 70%. You guys are the majority there. If you listen to the Hotep lifestyle, you would be able to remove white people from your country. Black people in South America, listen to me. If you are in the streets crying about white supremacy, it's your fault. You are the majority in the country. What is wrong with you? So, but you you now mention about removing people. So you say not through violence. You 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 you're not a fan of violence, I assume. No. Okay. All you have to do is build an internal economy. Yeah. All right. So so you for you, example, you, for you example. educate yourself and you you you. No 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 no. For example, right? Yeah. For example, when a redneck has a horse and the horse dies, he sells the horse to the soldier because he's too lazy to skin it and turn the parts into extra sales. So the soldier go ahead and turn that horse into 15 more dollars. He might sell the horse to the soldier for three dollars and the soldier will multiply it and turn it into 15 because the soldier sat down and, and did the work. Blacks don't want to sit down and do the work. It ain't about learning and it ain't about all these different sectors. It's about sitting down and doing the work no matter what it is. You want to play piano? Sit down and do the work. If you want to be an engineer, sit down and do the work. If you want to be a poet, sit down and do the work. The bottom line is they don't want to sit down and do the work. They just want to cry and complain. Cry and complain and ain't never changed shit. And you know what happens? You know what happens when you cry and complain? They give you pseudo change. And that's like, oh, here, here's an award or let's put more black people in commercials. That's the change. And then you go, oh, that's so that's so nice of them to do. Now we're on TV. See, it's all emotional and psychological, but that shit ain't physical. Yeah, I I get the sense, though, that there's some sort of disconnect. So you talk about black people doing the work. I I get the sense that there are a lot of black people in America. And I know for a fact that there's, you know, uh, millions in South Africa who do who work very hard. Um, And there seems to be a disconnect between their hard work and and the fact that they I think they do do the work and put in the work and then the sort of um, victim mentality that happens as far as what the media tells us or what celebrities tell us is 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 going on uh, do you agree with that or you you think that there's there's a the, the 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 black problem in america for everybody listening is blown out of proportion okay it is blown out of proportion the media embellishes right so they make you think oh my god it's a disaster over here no it's it's fucking fine out here okay it's fucking <laughs> It's beautiful in America. It's very safe. Now, there are particular regions that if you go into at the wrong time and wrong time and night, you might have some issues. But I think that's everywhere globally. Right. Yeah. OK. So so when they say there's racism in America, it's not the type of racism that black people can't overcome. That, that is actually quite profound. Because the problem with the racism debate, in my opinion, is that it, it makes black people like subjects, right? It like sort of patronizes them that like you have to Handicap. take, yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to be extra careful around a black person in case they get offended. Because if they get offended, it's, it's worse. Um, so you don't actually fight racism. You protect the, the so-called minority in, in essence. What, what is racism? Well, it's it's a belief in uh, supremacy in one's race over another. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. From the black people in America and or the black people in South Africa, 
how do they perceive white people? Do they perceive themselves to be supreme over white people? Do they perceive themselves to be better? Well, I don't know. I've seen stats that, that say most people don't care about race in this country, including many, many. No, black, many the black people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's extensive okay. surveys which show people don't really care about race. They care more yeah. about economic our, things. Our media, which is no different to your media in the I'm U.S., so very people. sort of left-wing liberal media will tell us that there's a huge race problem and that both the races, um, the, the sort of two sort of warring races, the whites and the blacks, hate each other. That what, that's what the media tagline is. Um, but right. the stats seem to suggest that people don't give a shit. They just want to kind of make money and enjoy their lives. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I see online from South Africa, from South Africa and and America. And what I see is white people see themselves as supreme and black people see themselves as supreme. That's what I see. I see racism from both from both sides, if that is your definition of racism, which is not my definition of racism. But I call it prejudice. Right. You're prejudging somebody based upon skin color. That's not racism. Racism is when you blatantly try to stop somebody else from achieving a goal right that's that's racism right because because right. it has it has to be you know when you add ism it has to be some sort of functioning system now so, right? so it's got to be an action just disliking someone is really neither here nor there that's a prejudice yeah all right fair enough so you see say when you say buddhism right or judaism when you add the ism it becomes a function now something that 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 that, that has a an end goal right has a has a storyline so 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 racism has to has to have a function. So so if I say I'm black and I want to stop some white people from doing something in this country, I could not do so. I have no control in this country. Right. But I could be racist within my own establishment in my own business. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, that, that makes sense but, to me. But but does that make it racist if you can go and get a job from somewhere else? I would argue <laughs> no. But a lot of people would argue otherwise. Okay, so now it goes back to my previous argument where racism does not exist. Oh, now we're getting to the meaty part. Excellent. <laughs> okay, so, so it doesn't exist? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's some fabrication uh, created to uh, a- achieve a goal for a certain entity of people. So, for, for example, for the media, they can use racism for clicks. Um, I can use racism for clicks. Um, you guys can use racism for clicks. Um, okay. And what about, what about just plain ideology? You, 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 we, we've been told by the media, the KKK are a huge issue in the United States, which is probably untrue. Um, but let's say there's a, there's a KKK leader somewhere and, and he, uh, he basically just doesn't in any way, um, engage with any black people. He runs a business. He won't employ them. Uh, he 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 won't go to a restaurant where the black Good. people are serving. Um, Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> but he but, should. He should. That's how he should live his life. Is he not racist? In 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 that? No, he's instance. not racist. Not racist. He has preferences. <laughs> how can you tell somebody somebody else's preferences are horrible? You see, this is what's wrong with black people, right? When I go, when I go out. And I go to an Indian restaurant. I see Indian people working in the restaurant. Okay. When I go to a Chinese restaurant, I see Chinese people working in the restaurant. When I go to these areas, they own whole, own they own whole areas. Even the, the the Spanish people here, the Hispanics, own whole areas. Black yeah. people don't own whole areas, right? They don't even shop with themselves, right? So so 
you're going into the Chinese area, the Indian area, the Spanish area, and you asking for a job. And they're like, look, I got my own people to take care of. That's racism. How is that racism? When a white man sees you walk in and he's like, yo, I could give this to my this job to my cousin Billy, but I'm gonna give it to a black guy. Right. Why would I do that when I could take care of my own family? The problem is black people don't have their own people to turn to. So they cry when nobody else wants to help them. How much of this is is a sort of function of the welfare state that has been set up in the United States? Of course, of course. Integration and welfare was infiltration. Okay. Just just expand on that. Um, black black people were, were were thriving in America prior to integration. We were doing quite fine. We didn't need anybody doing any marches on our behalf. Right. We didn't need it. As soon as we amalgamated with the so-called Caucasian, what happened? Everything went downhill. Why? Because the white man's ice was colder than ours. <laughs> okay, just explain the analogy. Right now, well, it, it's 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 plain as day, right? It's like you got two ice cubes, right? It's, we both know they're at the same centigrade, right? Yeah. But the white man's is colder. In their mind, they think the white man is supreme, so they want to eat at the white man's restaurant. They want to drink the white man's soda. They want to sh- dress like the white man. They want to wear the white man's clothes, Gucci, Prada. They didn't create those clothes. How come blacks don't stay in their traditional African clothes, but they love to look European? When the Arab walks around, does he switch his clothes to look European? No, he got that same Arab shit on his head. <laughs> so, I mean, Ali, so are you saying that when integration happened around about the 60s, I would assume, that the black community appropriated the culture of the white Americans, in essence, well, well, and lost up, their own? First of, all, first of all, what we understand is integration... Black people and white people were already integrated. <laughs> post post-slavery. Post no pre-slavery, during slavery, and after slavery. If you do your history, yeah. we were already integrated. It is impossible for people not to be integrated if you live in the same region, right? Yeah. But but <laughs> okay. if you're subjugated, so if, if you're you a say, slave. Well, that's again, that wasn't all of America. Pre-slavery, white women were slaves. White people were slaves. It wasn't black people. Right. So when we say slavery, which slavery are we talking about? Because there is that black slavery section. But prior to that, white women were being raped and enslaved in America by white men. Okay, nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah, especially the Irish, especially the Irish woman. Yeah. Okay. now when we talk about during slavery, there were thousands of black slave owners. Why nobody talks about that? Why is it that a black man could own a white slave? Is that not integration? Well, here's the thing. First of all, there's, there's historical ignorance, right? And then secondly, it goes, around the na- it goes against the narrative. All right. So now let's get back to integration. So when you say this whole thing of integration, this is a psyops. This is an attack on somebody's psychology to put it in the media and say, hey, look. Black people and white people were now getting together. Nobody sat back and said we were already together. We were already walking down the same streets and cities together. Nobody thought about that. What that was was a psyops to say, okay, black people, now go shop with us. Black people, you shop with us now. Yeah. So now the black dollar went to the white went to the white bank. Destruction of your entire community. So, because the white is oranges is better. So I. 
I mean, I, I do get your point, and I, okay, okay. But now let let's get to the to the to the nub of the issue. Why is African American culture not conducive to creating thriving internal communities? Um, psychology again. It's 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 an attack on psychology. Uh, look at women, right? So, I'm a marketer. Uh, the whole thing with marketing is evoking emotions, right? Yeah. And you guys do you do it in the media too. You have to evoke emotion and make somebody laugh, cry, whatever. So as long as you can keep the women emotional, you can control them. And in America, the women control black men. They dictate what, what go, what's acceptable in the white house, in, in the house. For example, if we look at Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey went and sat with Donald Trump, right? Yes. Cool. He caught hell for that. When he went back home, he was supposed to go to the inauguration, I think. And his wife told him he couldn't go. In America, the wife runs the household. So he didn't go. This is what I'm saying. So if you control the black woman, you control the black community. So who controls the black woman? Uh, black women. <laughs> well, okay. Well, but who see, controls them now I that see, they... they, I, they... See, I see what you're alluding to. Yeah. So shopping, I'm going to say shopping and TV controls them, right? So... You can program somebody because you're giving them TV programs. If I took you and I sat you down with chemistry programs for 90 days straight, you'd come out and be a fucking chemist. If I sat you down and fed you love and hip hop for 90 days, you'd be a defunct wench. You know what I'm saying? And this is and this is and this is and this is what's wrong with them. They take in retarded programming and then imitate it. And then they and, they, and all this TV is filled with nothing but commercials. So they fill their body with filth, garbage food. But now, are they victims of this, or are they instigators? I mean, because it's it's difficult to just you know generalize about a whole it's a, a whole double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword because if your mama was doing it, you're probably a victim. Yeah, you just perpetuate the same yes, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and this thing's been going on for centuries. Okay, but if we've got, if you say, you know, something like the Jeffersons is kind of oppressive to the the mind of sort of black women in in america because they're going to watch that and it's kind of like oh yeah we'll get out of the ghetto type of thing um and and that's kind of that's the narrative um Mm -hmm. and and but on the other side nowadays you've got sort of beyonce and jay-z who are essentially american royalty um so surely one is better than the other well even beyonce has to play by the rules you know um, a few years ago, I was having a conversation with somebody and they said, oh, what is Beyonce going to do when she comes back out? Da, 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 da. I said, man, she's going to strip. Say, well, Beyonce, why would Beyonce have to do that? She's the queen. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, she's going to strip. She's going to be in a thong, butt naked on, on TV. Guarantee you. No, Beyonce doesn't have to do that. And what happened a few years later, next few albums, butt naked, ass out all over the screen. I said, I told you so. You have to do that. You have to play the game. Also, Beyonce is a white woman. She's a black woman in white face. Expand. She, she, you need to expand on that, especially for our uh, audience. She, she goes to the Super Bowl with a bunch of people, black panthered out, got afros. What does she have on? A blonde wig. Okay. Blonde, blonde weave, right? In America, if you want to excel in media, dye your hair blonde, especially if you're a light skinned black woman, especially if you're a white woman. If you're fair skinned, dye your hair blonde. That's the, that's the cheat code. I'm in marketing. I sat down. We had a meeting in a market. I'm not going to say which company it was. And they said, look, we need more blonde white women on our team. This is facts. Yeah. Okay. So we've set up this uh, situation where we've got uh, 
for example, the media and the entire structure is 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 a white dominated structure, which um, has then been bought into by the black community who are not creating for themselves but are just feeding the white structure. Is that a fair representation of what you said? Yes. And, and okay, so so what I want to know is, under what circumstances do we get to the point where either uh, you get what you want, which I assume is um, the black community doing for themselves, running their own award shows, for example, television programming and all the rest of it, uh, shopping centers, whatever it is. So if you're a black woman getting up in the morning, you're going to go watch a program made by black people for black people, a shopping center owned by black people uh, where your dollar goes back into their bank. Um, uh that's the one option, which I have to say I, I, I'm not that big a fan of, as I'm not the biggest fan of the the. I know you're not you don't like the integration, but what I'm trying to get to is is there any is there any situation in your mind where somehow there is an integration whereby it doesn't really matter? So white people ah, end up like, spending. Now, now we're now we're coming. White people end solution. up spending at black people's shops and black people at white people's shops, and it like nobody cares. So this is something else that annoys me, right? You got white nationalists and black nationalists yelling at me and they keep talking this separation thing, separation thing. And I and and, and the more they say the separation thing to me, the more I don't agree with it, right? And when I say independence, it is a prerequisite to interdependence. Meaning Black people must first learn how to sustain themselves before they can work with the entire community. Right. For example, when China comes in and buys up everything in Africa and leaves Africa with debt, then what? Right. Because Africa didn't have its own independence to mine its own resources to sell it to China. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now China owns all the resources. So people complain about the white man, white man, white man. But what about the China, China man? Right. Nobody talks about him. Right. OK. He's doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing better than the white man. OK. Yeah. And, and, and nobody talks about that. But it, 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 it is an interdependence that must happen because blacks. All right. So put it like this. Until blacks have their own self-sustaining economic structure, they are of no help to any other race on this planet. They are actually a a leech on the other races of the planet because the other races have to take care of them. We are, in essence, an adopted child now. An adopted bastard child is how we're acting. Because, first of all, our numbers say we shouldn't be like this. Our population alone says it shouldn't be like this. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think black people make up about a seventh of the population of the world, right? Like over a billion people. Uh, I think it's way more than that. But, okay. Either way, there's way more than enough black people <laughs> to make some shit happen for black people. The bottom line is... Until they can start sustaining themselves and fix things like Baltimore and Chicago, 
we can't even cooperate with other races. So the other races are always going to be at odds with us. There, if I was white, I'd hate black people. If I was Chinese, I'd hate black people. If I was Spanish, I'd hate black people. Because why do I have to take care of you? And and what about what about the argument that you know the 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 system is set up to keep black people down and keep them as wards of either the state or of as you're putting it again, other races. Again, again, if I hate you. Of course, I'm going to oppress you. You can't take care of me. All right. So it's like this. You you come to me and you go, hey, can I borrow a dollar? I give you a dollar today. Right. You come back tomorrow. Oh, can I borrow twenty dollars? I give you twenty dollars. Right. And you come back the next day and I'm like, yo, when are you going to ask for a job? Right. You say, All right. Fine. You come. You come work for me. Right. I'm not going to give you a good job. You're a fucking asshole. So I'm going to put you in a corner somewhere. You know what I mean? That That's what black people are. We're that person that keeps asking for the handout instead of just going out and get it for themselves and then coming back and saying, hey, instead of me working for you, how about your business needs paper? I now print paper. Let's start trading. You see how we start acting like adults now? Instead of going to somebody else's place, asking for a job, now you just create business between the two entities. Yeah, but Ali, that's that's happening all over the world, man. I mean, in our country, there's there's an underground economic system, especially based in what we call townships, which are, are shanty towns. So the yeah. state the state never sees you know the books and they don't pay tax and whatever you call it. But there's a massive right. uh, there's a massive amount of wealth being generated every single day by people trading, you know, in in right. shanty towns all over the country. I mean, okay, I, trading I, amongst themselves, right? Uh, yes, mostly. Okay, now that is the first step. I said that is the prerequisite to the next step, which is interdependence. Now, until you can build yourself up to the point where you can do business with China eye to eye, you will never rise. Yeah, but that's dependent on a lot of things, man, like like uh, government economic policy, like, you know, shit like that again, also hurts again, a lot. Again, to me, it sounds like you're just making excuses. <laughs> I don't intend to. In life, in life, there are barriers, right? And every superstar is going to tell you about how he didn't grow up with a dad and they didn't have no money, da 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 da. But he made it, didn't he? When you look at Tyler Perry, he's going to talk about how he was homeless and and abused, right? But yeah. he made it, didn't he? So so how are you going to tell me a billion black people on the planet can't overcome some fucking policies? What the fuck is a policy? <laughs> the poli- the policies and the regulations and the laws and it sounds like crybaby shit to me. <laughs> All right, so talking about politics while we're on it, um, let's talk a bit about Trump and and because we've been told uh, that he is uh, the most racist president. Uh, you guys have ever had uh, we know that on paper that can't be true because jefferson owned slaves so uh, every, every every president owns slaves <laughs> so so uh, wh- where do you stand on trump where do you stand george, on the hysteria george, george washington had had taken the teeth of his slaves to put in his mouth because his teeth were falling apart he wasn't taking care of himself george washington used to bootleg liquor he was a, a gambler and a hustler so when we're talking about presidents, I don't want to hear about Trump. I mean, um, black people love Trump when he was hanging with the rappers. Now, all of a sudden, they don't like Trump. Again, this is black people being manipulated by the left wing liberal media. Yeah. So so uh, just on Trump, you, you think he's getting a bit of a raw deal? Uh, what do you mean, raw deal? Well, I, I, I think I think I think I think. If we look at pre or or the campaign run, I think you expected this, no? I well, mean, if he was getting trashed the whole time, you kind of expected him to get trashed the entire 
uh, four years of his term. <laughs> so I don't think he's getting the raw end of the deal. I think he should have expected this. He's just getting what, what he deserves or what he's he was going to get anyway. He's getting what he's been getting. Why did he expect it to stop? Because all of a sudden he was president. I think he should have expected it to amplify and he should have been prepared for this. Ali, here's, a, here's a, a question for you. So the average, as far as I'm aware, right, I mean, I've read Thomas Sowell and, and a few other uh, independent thinkers. The average black American is, is a, quite a, a patriotic, conservative chap, not too worried about like social issues like gay rights and shit like that. Why do black Americans vote for the Democrats? Because if, if you say they're manipulated, you're making them victims... They got overseers. When you had slavery, right? Yeah. You had you had an overseer, right? And the overseer, when they had church, the overseer would watch and make sure none of the slaves got out of control, right? Same thing happening now. I know people that work for the double the NAACP, high up. And what do they do? They work for the Democratic Party. When you have an entity such as the NAACP who is supposed to be for black people, but they work for the Democratic Party, who do you think black people are going to vote for? The, the entity that black people have to go to whenever they have issues in America is the NAACP. When you have an issue with your job or racism, you go to the NAACP. When you don't like how you're being treated as a black person in America, you go to the NAACP and the NAACP works for the Democratic Party. Yeah, I mean... I do get that, but broadly... So, on, so, don't you, so the NAACP is the overseer. He's the yeah. one making sure the blacks stay on the plantation and don't run away. The Democratic Party is the plantation. Yeah, but the problem is the blacks don't have the same um, views as the Democratic Party. So why do they keep voting for them, though? I mean, I get the overseer analogy. Again, again they're not educated on the views. And even the views can be misconstrued depending on how you sell it. I could sell you shit you don't need all day. Yeah, all right. So so, so they're being, they're being sold a certain a certain view and being told to just tell the example, lie. Yeah. For example, when we say police body cameras because of the shootings, you know what I saw? I saw a lot more crimes being picked up on radar because there's a lot of times cops aren't paying attention what that camera is, that camera's picking up stuff the cop can't perceive. So potential opportunities for people to get away with crimes have been, the, the, uh, the, that opportunity has been lowered. Also, you have facial recognition now. So a cop can have this body camera attached to his chest, patrol the neighborhood while eating a donut on Facebook, and his camera will alarm him as to who's in the neighborhood and who has a warrant and what's going on. It'll just go beep, 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 beep. Such and such is 25 feet down the street. He picks his head up, puts his donut down, runs, captures this person. This is just more surveillance. And, and who perpetuated this? Fucking Black Lives Matter and, and the rest of their nuts. Yeah, so, so Black Lives Matter... Overall, I'm, I would guess, based on that statement, you, you think they've had a really negative effect on the black community. Um, Absolutely. The, the worst thing that happened in the past 20 years. Yeah, so, so I'm, just, I'm just wondering, I mean, that's quite a, an interesting uh, example that you gave. Uh, in terms of the sort of general examples uh, that we've seen whereby there's been riots uh, when, whenever there's a Black Lives Matter protest. There's been riots, and um, it certainly th seems like it's a political. Uh, there was politi no riots. 
There was no rise. That was a media stunt. Okay, so just to go into that a little bit then. For example, um, the police incite the riots. Let's put it like that. Okay, if there are riots. Um, for example, you have, I forget which killing it was, but when the kids got out of school, these are kids now, the police were greeting them with riot gear. The police canceled the buses from picking the kids up. So the kids who normally were bus home had to walk home. And this is miles they had to walk. You know what happens when you unleash a whole bunch of kids in the street in areas they're not used to and then surround them with police. Come on. Come on. And then you you and then you you yell and intimidate them. And then you and then you have the plants that they put inside the thing to incite the riot the plants that they put inside the people to, to, to egg people on that we had evidence by uh, Darren Seals in Ferguson, who also said they, they greeted us with riot gear. We were peaceful. And then some white guys came out of nowhere and threw some stuff at the cops. And then the cops started attacking us. So no black people do not riot. That's not what we do. We have, we rioted in the past. Yes, we have. But a lot of these riots that you see is the media misconstruing things. So I'm not going to put that on black people. No, no. That again, liberal media trying to cash in off rage. Every black person I know was at home. How you? How are we rioting when everybody's at home? Well, I mean, there were there were videos and, and photos, right? I mean, you did see some some businesses being burned to the ground in Ferguson let's, and let's, things let's, like that. Let's, Let's let's move on to the next topic because I don't see I don't think we're going to make any headway on this one. All right, no no worries. So Ali, in your in your personal opinion, what do you really think about about white people, well, white Americans in general? Uh, do you think? Okay, you already said racism is not an issue or doesn't matter. So are white people an enemy of sorts, or is it are they someone to emulate rather? Well, maybe not an enemy, but are they white people? Ad- white people. White people, for a person like myself, white people aren't a formidable enough enemy for me to consider to be an enemy. <laughs> oh, why is that? Um, I don't think any human on, on the planet is formidable enough to be my enemy any longer than temporarily. Um, I, I, you know, to, to choose white people as an enemy would be to ignore everything that's happening geopolitically. Um, you know, if, if I said anybody was, if I said the white man was my enemy, I'd have to say the Arab man is my enemy and a Chinese man is my enemy and a Hispanic man is my enemy. And I'm not ready to do that. Um, what I will do is I'll take on a bigger enemy, which is myself. Yeah. Um, I think, I think my own people are my biggest enemy. I, 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 I speak to them honestly and truthfully and they don't want to hear it. They'd rather hear lies from, from the left. So, so why, why, why would a white man be my enemy? That doesn't even make sense. No, well, there's, there's a grand narrative of, of what's called institutional I racism, right? I, I understand. I understand that there is that majority of black people will say, oh, the white man's the enemy, the white man's the enemy, the white man's the enemy. But uh, again, the people that say that are saying that for profit and the people that repeat it are just doing that because they haven't questioned anything and not thinking. They're not hotep. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway, if you were thinking functioning individual you would know we're not even fucking human right where 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 our bodies are human but we possess a soul we are actually the soul we are a higher consciousness and this is the difference between us and other animals right yeah. so so we're, we're here fucking fighting about 
you know, race colors, the same thing about two fucking cantaloupe, uh, you know, fighting over a bitch. You know what I'm saying? So we're no different. The only thing that's going to separate us from animals is by looking past this shit and understanding that we're higher conscious beings and operating like one. And a higher conscious being does not have enemies. I actually tend to agree with you. I think that that's actually quite well put. So now, Ali, how do we unlock that that consciousness that some of us might be lacking? Um, I get the, the self-reliance and things like that, but the culture has to change, and it changes very, very slowly. Well, here's step one. Um, turn off the TV. Turn off the media. Reprogram your mind. Because the mind operates off of the subconscious mind. I wrote a book about it. It's called uh, Reprogramming Subconscious Mind. Um, And you have to change what you put in your environment. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's how you change your consciousness. So if you're constantly watching Love and Hip Hop, you're always going to be a low conscious being. If you're watching, um, you know... uh, some some nature, you know, whatever. Yeah, or, planet Earth. Yeah, you know, something more uplifting. If you're listening to Beethoven or Mozart as opposed to, I'm going to shoot him up and kill him in the street, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the music, the music has to, has to, you have to change the music you listen to, you know? It, it's, it's the subconscious mind we have to change first. Yeah, I mean... I- I made a habit a while ago that I canceled my cable TV months and months ago. And now I, I supplement my time with actually reading books instead of watching TV. Yeah. And just the, the, the amount of, of satisfaction and knowledge that I've gained in those, whatever, they were, 10 well, months well, or so, it's been phenomenal. But how do you feel, though? Are you different? I've always been different, to be honest. I always thought I was a bit more intelligent than the average schmo. <laughs> Well, 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 what I what I mean by different is your interactions with other people. Have they elevated or or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Are, okay. No, 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 by far, by far. I mean, I I do think the more knowledge I gain, the more I I don't understand people, so to speak, but I do try to understand them in a way that is far more productive, rather than just be binary, right between. Uh, the right and the left or black versus white. It's, you know, people are individuals and we need to, to try to understand what each other are actually trying to say. Cause that's, that's half the problem. People don't actually know what, what they're saying because they're never actually getting along in the first place. Right. Are you, Absolutely. You're, you're generally okay with that as, as a, as a concept uh, in terms of if we dispense with, with race as a, as a determinant. Ultimately, um, to reach that higher level of consciousness and, 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 and sort of drop all the bullshit, so to speak? If we could wave a magic wand and get every race on the planet to agree with that, then yeah. All right. I think that's, uh, that's a good place to, to, to get to. So to be colorblind. But, uh, I mean, in South Africa, if you're colorblind, you're inherently racist because you're too privileged to know that race is very important. So it's a vicious circle. You, you have to just fight the bullshit all the time, which is really irritating. So, I mean, Ali, we've taken a bit of your time. Last question from my side. There were, you had a tweet a while ago about the coalition between Hotep and the alt-right. Now, the alt-right, as as the media tells us, are considered to be some type of white supremacist group, right? Anti-Semitic group. Now, what what alliance were you discussing or what were you 
meaning by that word alliance between Hotep and alt-right? I think the simplest way to understand this is that alt-right is white power for white people and Hotep is black power for black people. Right. Um, pe- black, white people on the left don't want to go along with that and black people on the left don't want to go along with that. So that's the dichotomy. And But I think the important difference is, is if you gave the alt-right the means to to pursue their aims through violence, for example, they would happily take you up on that. Whereas I'm hearing from you guys that you know, Hotep isn't a violent means. It's just cr- changing a, a mindset. That's correct. Yeah. All right. So, that's so that correct. does make that's you distinctly that, different. That, 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 that's correct all around the board, you know? So again, so white supremacy, I mean, black supremacy doesn't have to look like white supremacy. Just because white supremacy is violent doesn't, ha- doesn't mean that black supremacy has to be violent. My supremacy looks completely different. My supremacy says... I'll defeat you without pulling a trigger. Your supremacy says I'll defeat you by pulling a trigger. But it's two different supremacies. Right. So, I mean, do you think there's a, a coalition is available or would you like it to happen? Absolutely. I'd lo- I, I never turn down an opportunity to work with anyone on this planet, no matter their views about me. I find that it is easier to work with people I hate than it is to work with people I like because people you like will bullshit you and people you don't like will be God's honest truth. So you'll find better business that way. Ask your billionaires, ask your billionaires how they feel. They love doing business deals with people they hate. Yeah. And of course, because one side wants to get over on the other and blah, 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 blah. We can get into all that. I get it. Um, Alt right would love to kill a nigga. I get it. But to me, that just shows their level of consciousness. Right. If you if you're the type of person that says, I, I want to get my hands on you and kill you. I'm just like, oh, well, you're a redneck. That's what you are. That's what Thomas Sowell's talking about. Right. You're like the northern Britons. Right. The, yeah. the Scottish, the Irish. <laughs> so if that's how you operate as a being. That's fine. I mean, I have to operate like that. That's mean my supremacy has to look like that. Your, but your, your definition of supremacy sounds a lot like empowerment rather than supremacy. Absolutely. And that's the most important goal for you now, black empowerment. That's not the most important goal. I think my personal most important goal is planet power. How do we, how do we, and I've been like this since a child, right? And, 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 and I'm never going to let this die because it is as we become adults that we fall into this you know, black and white and I hate you, I hate me. As a black person, I have to look out for my people because my people are down and they're the underdog. Fine, that's the physical level. But as a higher conscious being and how I came into this world, I could have been a white man my la- my past life. I could have been an Arab man my past life. But but in this carnation, I feel my purpose is to unite the planet. Yeah. I believe that in order to do so, I have to uplift Black people. And if we want to follow the story that black people are the original people, it makes sense to say that if we're going to uplift the planet, we have to uplift the original people. Yeah, yeah. So you strengthen the weakest link, so to speak. Correct. Okay. And then that creates, a, that creates ultimately creates unity. 
Right. Gotcha. You see, people are weird. Like, if you have ten people in a room, right? Yeah. And that one, and that one weak person walks in the room. Guess who gets oppressed? That weak person, and you can smell it on him. You can see this fear on him. He's got his head down. He's hunched over. And, but you're going to have a couple in the people room that's going to be like, ah, you know, I don't really want to fuck with him. That's the higher conscious being. That's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the type of person who wants to be like, yo, pick your head up, yo. Poke your chest out, man. Stop acting like that, man. They're going to eat you, yo. Come on, yo. These dudes in here want to fuck you up, yo. Man up. That's me, the black people. Black people are the people walking in the room with their head down, slouching, not that confident. And they show it. Not they, You know, they, they try to cover it up by saying, oh, black power. Blah, blah, blah. But deep down inside in their subconscious, they believe that the white man is better than them. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not necessarily true because, I mean, the, the, the redneck culture is not not fantastic. And there's quite a few of those in America. Hey, you know, I'm an objective thinker. I, I'm not here to say who's better than who. Yeah. Because that's where you fault. That's where you fault. What if there's another race of human out there that's blue? comes here and fucks everybody up then that whole race shit co- goes right out the window <laughs> no way man we'll be we'll be talking about who's more privileged when the fucking aliens nuke us all <laughs> we probably will <laughs> i mean yeah Ali, i mean i i think your your the principle that you have for particularly for 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 black people i think they could apply to to any race in this in this world to be honest and i think they're very good principles to follow I think well, self. At, I think self empowerment is extremely important. If you look at Hotep Nation, I've turned away no gender and no race. Um, our president Jordan has turned away no gender or race. Our vice president Flex has turned away no gender nor race. Uncle Hotep, Doe, MG, um, Neo, Adonis, the whole team has never turned down anybody from any race. We've been open-minded. And that's the difference between Hotep and everything you're going to see out there. We are open-minded. We are very agnostic, very objective, just watching you idiots run around <laughs> like ants in an ant farm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So everyone, anyone can be a Hotep. Anybody can be a fucking Hotep. That sounds, that sounds brilliant. Ali, I don't know what to say other than thank you so much. That was an absolutely brilliant conversation. I learned a lot. And, uh, yeah, we do hope to spread a bit of that hotel message here in the southern bit of, of Africa. Yo, shout out to everybody in South Africa. I appreciate you, and thank you for having me on, yo. Thanks very much, Ali, and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you in the future. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, blessings. All Cheers. right, bye. Okay, so that was Ali Shakur. You can find him on Twitter at Vibe High. Uh, Ramon, as you said, you you really uh, enjoyed that. Um, some uh, some stuff I agree with, some stuff I don't. But that's the whole point of the show. Well, that's the point of the show. I mean, if we're interested in ideas, we need to have people on that we disagree with fundamentally. I do think he makes a few broad generalizations, which I wouldn't try to make. Um, but I think that the core his core principles are correct, right? I think I think self empowerment, uh, gaining knowledge. Trying to understand others, I think I think those are unity uni- upliftment. Those could be universally applied to anyone, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can find us as always at Renegade underscore Report. Um, that's on Twitter. On Facebook, two pages. We have the actual Facebook uh, page, which you can like. Uh, it has announcements and things on it. And we also have a Facebook group uh, where we have discussions on the shows and various topics. 
uh, at Roman Kabernack on Twitter at Jonathan underscore with. Thank you so much for listening. We are the top show on Cliff Central and we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cliffcentral.com